0: podcast magnified word my name's Jim drinks in recent episodes we've looked a lot about our future glory as Christians that we'll get to enjoy after Jesus Christ returns and in this episode I want to look at living in light of eternity how a knowledge of what's going to happen in the future can and should affect our lives in a wonderful way right now. The first scripture I want to read is Second Corinthians chapter 4 starting in verse 14 Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sakes that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. See, Paul knew that if he were to die, that just as God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, that he's going to raise us up also. And he called the things that they were going through at that time a light affliction that was just for a moment. And it He said that we don't focus on the things that are seen, but on the things that are not seen. And that's the way that we can be too, because this life that we're living right now, the stuff that we see right now is temporary. But the future glory, that's going to last forever. So that's what we want to have our focus on. And uh, he called the stuff that they were going through a light affliction. But let's look at uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 11. In verse 23. Here it talks about some of the stuff that they were going through. it says are they ministers of christ i speak as a fool i am more in labours more abundant in stripes above measure in prisons more frequent and deaths oft of the jews five times received i 40 stripes save one thrice was i beaten with rods Once was I stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck, a night and a day I have been in the deep. In journeyings often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils by my own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness, beside those things that are without that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches. Well, wow, he went through a lot of stuff, didn't he? And he called that light affliction, which is but for a moment. But see, the reason that he that he could do that is because his focus was on the things that are not seen. His focus was on the eternal and exceedingly heavy way to glory. See, in in comparison to that, the afflictions that we go through in this life can seem light to us. Even if it's really uh, bad stuff and really challenging stuff. So that's very encouraging that by knowing about what's coming after Christ comes back about that future glory, it can make the stuff that we go through in this life, no matter how bad it might be, seem like just a light affliction that's just for a moment. Romans chapter 8. Verse 18. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. See, um, what's coming is so great that the sufferings of this present time aren't worthy to be compared with it. Again, that record in 2 Corinthians 4, it's like, like there's a scale with, uh, on the one side, there's the affliction, and on the other side, there's the eternal glory, and it's like the, the future glory is very heavy, and so the scale just goes all the way down on that side. And in comparison, the afflictions of this life are light. Verse 19 says, For the earnest expectation of the creature, and in the King James it says creature, but what that's talking about is, is the creation. The earnest expectation of the creation waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creation was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who hath subjected the same in hope. Because the creation itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now, and not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the spirit, even we ourselves, grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption, to wit, the redemption of our body. For we are saved by hope, and that should read, we are saved unto hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? See, in the future, there's going to be the redemption of our body. Philippians 3 talks about how our bodies are going to be changed to be fashioned like unto Christ's glorious body. And the gift of Holy Spirit that we have now, that's a first fruit of it. You know, first fruit means that there's more to come, right? And it's a hope. We don't see it yet, but we hope for it. Verse 25 says, But if we hope for that we see not, then do we, with patience, wait for it? It's not hope in the sense of it being uncertain. It's it's definitely going to come. But it's something that's not available right now, so we wait for it patiently. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 3 blessed be the god and father of our lord jesus christ which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of jesus christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time wherein you greatly rejoice though now for a season if need be you are in heaviness through manifold temptations that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen you love, in whom, though now you see him not, yet believing you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. See, Jesus Christ is going to appear and uh, right now we don't see them. But by believing, by believing what's going to come in the future, we can rejoice with joy unspeakable. Isn't that a wonderful thing? See, so that's similar to the hope talked about in Romans 8. Verse 9 says, Receiving the end of your faith, which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things the angels desire to look into. Verse 13 says, Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And so we are to hope to the end, to the utmost degree, for the grace that's to be brought unto us at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And uh, you might remember in a past episode, we looked at Ephesians 2, where it talks about how in the ages to come, God's going to display the exceeding riches of His grace and His kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. So we've got some great grace to look forward to. And we're to hope to the end or to set our hope completely on that grace that's going to be brought to us when Jesus Christ comes back. Hebrews chapter 10. Verse 23, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering for he is faithful that promised and in the King James it says faith but according to all the critical Greek texts it should read hold fast the profession or the confession of the hope without wavering see we are to hold on to believing in in our hope in the hope without wavering see we are to to cleave to that hope in our minds see so that knowledge of the future events is to have a profound impact on our lives right now. Titus chapter 2, verse 11. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God in our Savior, Jesus Christ. See, we are to have our minds and hearts set on That blessed hope, that happy hope, the appearing of of our Savior Jesus Christ, having our sights on that hope, we are to deny ungodliness and worldly lusts and live soberly, righteously and godly in this present world, because we're not just living for the here and now, but we have our our minds and our hearts set on what's coming in the future. Colossians chapter 3 verse 1 If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of god set your affections your affection on things above not on things on the earth for you are dead and your life is hid with christ in god when christ who is our life shall appear then shall you also appear with him in glory it's great that god reminds us in so many different places in the bible about our future glory that's coming. Here in Colossians 3, verse 4, it tells us that when Christ appears, we're going to appear with Him in glory. And then verse 5 says, Mortify therefore, meaning put to death your members or your practices which are upon the earth. Fornication, uncleanness, Inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. See, since we know of the glory that's coming, we can just put to death the practices on the earth. And, you know, all the things of the world that most people of the world get so tangled up in. We can just put to death those temporary things and just have our focus on what's coming and work hard to do things that'll matter after Christ comes back and that will yield eternal rewards. And one of the things that it tells us to put to death is covetousness. Covetousness is... You know desiring to have all these things in this world and to desiring to have what other people have, you know, and knowing what's coming in the future, it doesn't really matter what we have in this life because we know what we've got coming that we're gonna enjoy for all eternity. Second Peter chapter 3 Verse 10 But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in the which the heaven shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in all holy conversation and godliness? See, knowing that the earth and the heavens that exist right now, that we're living in right now, are going to be dissolved, you know, what type of people... Should we be? How should we live our lives now? You know, it would be foolish for us to try to build up all these great things for us in this world because this world is just going to be dissolved. You know, instead, we can be like verse 12 looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent that you may be found of him in peace, without spot, and blameless. See, we can have our focus on the new heavens and the new earth that are coming. First John chapter two, verse twenty-eight. And now, little children, abide in Him in Jesus Christ, that when He shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at His coming. Jesus Christ could come at any time, like First Thessalonians 4 talks about, he's going to descend from heaven with a summoning shout, He's going to appear in the sky." And so, knowing that He's going to come, you know, we want to be abiding in Him. We want to be walking in Him and walking as He walks in this world and and doing God's Word in this world. So that, you know, when He appears, it's like we have confidence before Him instead of being embarrassed. as he is. We looked in a past episode of Philippians 3 where Christ is going to change our body so that it will be fashioned like unto his glorious body. Here it tells us that in 1 John 3, verse 2, that when he appears, we're going to be like him. And then verse 3 here tells us, and every man that had this hope in him purify himself even as he is pure see if we'll hold that hope that knowledge and belief on what's coming in our hearts then it'll purify us right now so that we're not all corrupted by the world but we're pure see so we are to hold these things that God's Word says about our future glory in our minds and hearts. We are to saturate our hearts with these things so that they have a wonderful and a strong impact on our lives right now. We're to live in light of eternity. There's one more scripture I want to read. And it's one that we've read in a couple other episodes, but I want to go to it again because this is one of the biggest scriptures that I think of when I think of living in light of eternity, and that's 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 51. We'll we'll start in verse 51. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And then verse 58. Therefore, you know, in light of what's coming, that future glory that's coming. My beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable. See, it's that knowledge of what's coming that allows us to be steadfast, and unmovable. Hebrews 6 talks about the hope being the anchor of our soul. That the hope can enable us to stay put on God's Word and not get knocked off it, but to continue standing on God's Word and working hard in the things of God. Here, the rest of verse 58, it says, Be you steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. See, it's because we know it's coming that we can be steadfast and unmovable. And because we know that the things that we do for God, the things that we do to advance the kingdom of God, In this life, they're not in vain because of what's coming in the future. And so we can always be abounding in the work of the Lord. Working hard in the things of God because we know what's coming. See, so it's we don't want to just read about our future glory once in a while and think about it once in a while. But we want to hold it in our hearts and get it in our hearts, get our hearts filled with it so that it has a strong and powerful impact on our lives right now.